0: All right, so we're here today to interview Eric Payton, the CEO of the In Vivo Project with 13 years in the mental health and addiction fields, a background as a Marine, 30 years in the wellness industry, and a bachelor in psychology. And we're here to launch the first episode of the In Vivo Project podcast. So tell us about the vision and mission of the In Vivo Project podcast.
1: Yeah, the In Vivo Project podcast uh, mission has really always been the same thing as the In Vivo Project, which I started eight years ago. Um, And really the vision and the mission is about empowering guys to be vulnerable with their mental health issues uh, and allowing through that vulnerability to heal and empower them in their lives so they can move forward and live their lives to the fullest.
0: That's amazing. And I know you've seen miracles and so much healing and movement already in what you've done over the last eight years. So you've been working offline and a lot of one-on-one with men over the last eight years. So what has you bringing this online and launching the podcast now?
1: Yeah, really two reasons. Um, One, obviously, is to reach more people. Um, And, uh, you know, the video stuff and the online stuff has been something that has been on my has been on my mind uh, but it's just really been making that switch and then the second and the probably most profound thing is the loss of my brother
0: Tell us about what happened with your brother
1: yeah so my brother uh, I lost my brother in 2021 uh, he committed suicide and uh, you know for me being in this space for eight years and actually 13 years altogether um, it was a really Big deal for me, um, and, you know, that's that's why I said, you know, being able to empower guys to be vulnerable with what's going on inside their heads with their mental health um, has been such a, a big thing for me uh, because, you know, my brother was a uh, West Point graduate. He was a Black Hawk helicopter pilot. He played uh, rugby for West Point. Um, he had... You know, a beautiful wife, two kids, and um, he just basically threw all that away through uh, the act of committing suicide. And it really, for me, has been something that's been impactful because I know that uh, there probably could have been a lot of healing if he was able to feel vulnerable with some of the things that he was dealing with and struggling with.
0: So he really kept it all inside.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, he, uh, the, the thing about my brother was, is that, you know, again, he was an all American type of guy that, you know, from the outside looking in, a lot of people would think that he had life figured out and the perfect life and, you know, financial stuff and career wise. And like, he was involved, um, with the, uh, with the military, with helping other people heal. But, you know, what we know now is that there was a part that he was keeping hidden inside. And I think that was the very part that actually took him out, which is, again, the reason why um, I really want to start this podcast to really let guys know particularly that, you know, if you do have something that you're struggling with, the biggest thing you can do is talk about it and not keep it bottled up inside.
0: Absolutely. So what we see going on in the world right now and just the challenges with mental health and then on top of that, your personal experience with your brother taking his own life is really what has you on this mission to reach more men right now Yeah. this podcast.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, I think, uh, you know, even for me personally with the, with the uh, with the pandemic I mean I think we're just now still seeing the first signs of all the things that have happened to people um, from being in isolation from you know the 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 struggles from that of being in isolation and just the the things that we're seeing in the world I think it's only going to get worse and I really like the other part of this mission is really... Not only empowering guys to get healthy for themselves, but for getting healthy so they can help other guys. Because I really see that as a as a big deal. Um, even for myself, it's like, hey, you know, from going through this process, it's really made me look inward and say, hey, what have I been holding back that maybe if I shared could help somebody else? And then from there, you know, it's kind of a domino effect.
0: Absolutely. You know, I wanted to ask you, because when it comes to mental health and addiction, I think some people have a picture of who might struggle with that. But it's interesting because everything you listed about your brother, everything you have listed about yourself, do you find that there are men who have it all together and just really have achieved so much and they're upholding that image? But oftentimes, are they the ones that struggle the most to actually get help and talk about what's going on?
1: Yeah, I think there's a certain element of that, you know, especially with social media um, and, you know, the space that I'm in is self-development, right? So everybody wants to look like they've got it all together. Yep. Uh, and I'm definitely not saying that, hey, run around and tell people all your problems. But I think there's a place and a platform. And I again, I want to be able to provide a platform to where people can say, Hey, like I'm struggling. Like I need to like have a community of guys that I can open up with. Not so you can feel sorry for me and we can sit around and have a big old pity party, but that I can like actually say those things out loud. And again, not only is it going to help you, but it may help somebody else um, and community to be able to share those things. Because I really do think most times we build things up in our head like this is this is horrible if anybody knew about this there's no how could they how could they love me how how would they accept me in reality i really think it's the opposite i think people want to hear that internal struggle that hey I don't have it all figured out. Yeah, I've got this program. Yes, these are the things that I do to be successful, whatever that may be. Uh, but I don't. I, I don't think there's enough guys out there that are saying, "Hey, like I still have struggles." And that's the thing about mental health. Mental health is no different than, you know, physical health or spiritual health. It's a daily practice. And it's not like a one-time, oh, I do X, Y, or Z, and then I'm better for the rest of my life. It's the same, you know, like I said, with, uh, you know, physical health. I mean, if you want to be physically healthy, there are things that you do on a regular basis, you know, and you're going to fall off sometimes, and that's part of the journey. This is not a linear, linear process. It's a process with highs and lows, and, you know, I think there's seasons to you know everything it's not always going to be summer if it was summer all the time i mean it's it's hot outside i mean if it was summer all the time it'd turn into a complete desert so we need different seasons and i think being able to normalize that specifically with guys is empowering for everybody
0: absolutely yeah, and the seasons give contrast, so it makes each season even more Yeah, and learning how amazing. to deal
1: with those certain seasons, right? You know, I mean, you're going to have winters. Um, you're going to have uh, different seasons, and I yeah. think as you go, you're able to kind of navigate those waters and, and, and say, hey, wait, I've been here before, you know, and the point is is to never, never have problems again. We're always going to have problems. I think the bigger thing is – how do I get better at dealing with the problems when they come up and how do I make those, those, those times shorter?
0: Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting too with people that have had extraordinary success to get vulnerable and open up about some of the areas they struggle with. Cause it helps everyone see that you can still have success and still have a great life. You know, even when you struggle with some of the same things that, that other people are. So it really brings light to that. I love that you're yeah. doing that. So I know with the podcast, you're going to be doing some teachings directly from all of your experience and knowledge. Are you also going to be doing interviews with other people?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, this process of losing my brother has really... Giving me some time to really reflect on what I want to do, so uh, one of the big things that uh, I'm doing is uh, there's a group of guys that I've kind of connected with that are in various fields and they're not quote unquote experts, but they have walked it out. Mm-hmm. Some of them are actually clients of mine that are they're they're sober they're they're doing well. Um, but there's still certain areas in their life where they're struggling. So I think you know part of what I want to do is bring on some of those guys and let them talk about walking through the process and let them open up about you know the things that they're still struggling with and currently working through, and then also have some uh, other experts to come in and talk about different topics in the in the in the field of uh, mental health.
0: Awesome. So I know that you've been running the in vivo project the last eight years and you've seen a lot of breakthrough with men. So tell me what is different about your approach? What's different about your programs, your approach and how you kind of tackle mental health and addiction?
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, uh, being able to work with people one-on-one is what I've been able to do previously. Uh, and it's always the way the in vivo project came about was, is that, I worked at a treatment center. Um, I got to see people working with counselors. And so what we do is we partner not only with the client, but we also... partner with the counselor that they're working with and the difference is is that you know when you sit in counseling you talk about all the things that you want to do and the things that are keeping you stuck whereas with the coaching aspect we can actually come alongside the client and work those things out real time real world experiences to help them get over whatever hurdles they may be facing outside the four walls of a counseling program.
0: Awesome. So do you see people get results faster this way?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, uh, I think, you know, part of the, part of the magic is it does really speed up time because if we're able to really identify and that person that we're working with is able to get vulnerable and say, Hey, these are specifically the times and the days and the things that are tripping me up, then we're able to actually come alongside like, Knock on the door, ring the doorbell, and say, Hey, we're here to help you walk through these things that are keeping you stuck. And a lot of times, again, that's what people need. And a lot of it's just holding space for somebody. You know, it's like, uh, we're not, it's not like I've got some magic formula out here. Uh, I think that's a setup too, is thinking that there's some one way that you can do something. Really, it's like, Hey, whoever we're working with, what do you think is the best next thing that we need to do? And then we hold space for that person to walk through it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But the great thing is is that we say, okay, this didn't work. These are the things that, that, that were positive. Here's some things that maybe will change up. And then we keep re- repeating that process until we get the result that we're looking for.
0: So I'm curious if you're open to sharing this. Can you give us an example of like a before and after of someone you've worked with that maybe your listeners would relate to?
1: Yeah. Like a before and after. Yeah.
0: Before and after of really going through this process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I think probably the biggest thing is, um, you know, I've been able to work with people that maybe have been through like the process, of trying to get better and whether that's going away to like inpatient treatment um over and over because like the average person goes to treatment like uh, between six to 12 times before they actually get the results that they're looking for Mm -hmm. so a lot of times again what we'll do is come alongside somebody and say hey listen You probably don't need to go back to treatment because you could write the treatment. You could get up and teach the classes. Mm. But what you're missing is taking the knowledge that you have in your head and bringing it down here to your heart and actually doing the things uh, that you need to be doing. And again, it's not rocket science. Uh, You know, I tell people all the time, I wish I was sitting here and could tell you that, oh, I've got this fancy formula and this is exactly what you need to do, but it's just not that way. And it's usually simplistic things. And I, again, I tell people, whatever it is, is it losing weight? Is it, you know, trying to get in shape, working out? Is it career wise? Is it financial? It's usually very simple principles that if applied consistently over time, will give you the results that you're looking for.
0: Yeah. It's just really having that person alongside of you who cares enough to ask the right questions. And then they have the answers within them. It sounds like you draw that out and you help them be the hero of their own story.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, again, I think, you know, part of the biggest part of what I love about my job is we are storytellers. We are taking a person's story that may be in complete chaos or have ended in tragedy um, with, with their circumstances and say, hey, you know, let's take a fresh piece of piece of paper here and a pen, and let's write this out and get a vision that we can run with. And let me partner with you. I'm your biggest fan. I'm your coach. Um, and I think, you know, that's where the magic happens and really empowering that person that, Hey, like, I know if you don't believe in yourself, that's okay right now. Cause I believe in you.
0: I love that. So tell us, how did you even get into the mental health and addiction space?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I'll make it a shorter story. You know, I went back to school a little bit later in my life and got a bachelor in psychology. And I originally thought that I wanted to maybe be a therapist, but I also have a background uh, in the wellness space. I've been doing the wellness stuff for about 30 years now. And originally I wanted to work at like a resort um, to do wellness stuff. Um, and I was applying for jobs at the time after I had graduated and there were no jobs coming. And I literally, like I was at the point of like, I'm giving up, I'm just never going to be able to find anything. And I was actually like about to go drive a dump truck for a friend of mine. And I got a phone call from a treatment center in Dallas and they said, Hey, we're looking for a wellness director. And I just, I tell people I really stumbled into that because I had no idea about addiction. I had lost some friends to addiction over the years, but I didn't understand the process and, um, they really the treatment center i was working for is really a big they're one of the top treatment centers in the country and they really just kind of took a flyer on me and let's, I said hey let's see what this guy can do um and so that's really how i got my foot in the door to do what i'm doing now
0: so you loved that field i'm assuming because you moved forward with it um what was your experience with addiction or uh, mental health prior to that position.
1: Yeah. You know, so again, I had never really worked around addiction. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, done some personal training and I had some clients that struggled with addiction. I had some friends that had struggled with addiction. Um, and so I... You know, the biggest thing was I was able to draw on that experience of of those and kind of use that as a guide. And what I really figured out real quick that, yeah, addiction is a specialized field. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with a human being that wants to be treated like a human, not somebody with a label, you know, because I tell people whether, you know, it's addiction or mental health, that's not who you are at the core, you are a human being um and that's that that's the end of the story um, um so you know i mean for me it was really um uh, it was a learning curve for sure um but it's something that i absolutely did enjoy and still do enjoy doing to this day
0: Yeah, it's amazing you started with that position and now you've gone on to start the in vivo project and help so many more people with addiction mental health so i'm really curious tell us a little bit more about your brother's passing, how that has impacted you personally, but also how that's now driving the vision of the In Vivo project.
1: Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, again, the passing of my brother, um, was devastating. And if I'm being real honest, like there was a period of time where I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore because it was really, you know, traumatic, um, and being, in the field and dealing with people on a day-to-day basis, um, was almost triggering in a sense. Um, but after I really sat back and thought about it, it was like, you know, Hey, this is a tragedy. Um, you know, but it really, at the end of the day for me, turned that pain of the tragedy into more of a purpose to help more people and get the word out, you know, and I know my brother, uh, besides being my brother, he was my best friend. And I know that he would want me to keep going and help more people.
0: That's so powerful to take a tragedy and something that could take you out take you out from your position, take you out from helping people and to actually have it being used for a purpose and to help even more people. Because here you are taking it to the next level. You're doing this. You're the one that's committed to the podcast, bringing this online. You're doing what you've been doing for eight years offline and you're bringing it to a much bigger audience now. And it sounds like so much of that is propelling you um, what's what is propelling you is what happened with with your brother, Chad.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. I would say um, and he'd be so proud of you. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I know he would. Um, and it's uh, yeah, he's whether he knows it or not, he's kicked me into the deep end of the pool. Uh, it's always been my heart to help more people. And, um, you know, it's been a passion for me. Uh, I think even as a young kid, I've always had a heart to help people. So I, in a sense, I feel like this is just my God-given uh, talent that I'm using, um, and that uh, it's what I'm supposed to be doing. So, um, is it scary? starting something new after being in, you know, a different space for the past 13 years? Absolutely. But I think that's part of the, that's part of the process is, you know, if you're not doing something that kind of scares you, or maybe really scares you, you might want to rethink it possibly, um, and push yourself a little bit further. You Absolutely.
0: Know. Because you're already so good at what you currently do. The last eight years, you have a process, you have an approach, you know yeah. that this works. But now when you're taking it online, you're taking it to a bigger audience, and you're taking it virtual, there there are a lot of new things yeah. to go to walk through with that. So. Yeah,
1: 100%. And you know.
0: anyone listening to this podcast is a part of that journey and they're going to be on the journey with you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. as you walk this out. Yeah, a
1: hundred percent. I'm, uh, you know, it's an honor to serve and, you know, um, and again, like, uh, I think if, uh, you know, if I can help one person, that's enough to help another person. And again, I feel like that's, it's a domino effect of being able to just help more people.
0: Absolutely. And I'm sure anyone listening right now is already thinking about someone that they have in mind that they love, that they're going to tell about the podcast. I really believe men need to know about this. Even the men who you think have it all together and they're at the top of the achievement track, right? A lot of times, those are the men that aren't talking about what they're struggling with. So I hope for the listeners there's, already thinking of someone they can share this with. I hope that they're going to continue tuning in to every single episode as you walk this journey out. And as we close out, would you share with the audience what you, what is something that you would suggest for anyone listening right now who's struggling with mental health and addiction? Yeah.
1: I think the first thing I would say to anybody listening right now, that's struggling is you're not broken. Uh, Whatever that thing is that's going on with you, um, that's not who you are at your core. That is something that's happened to you um, and that you should be able to separate from your true self. Uh, I think the second thing I would say is trust the process don't be too attached to a specific outcome happening a certain way, because again, I don't think it, I, you know, from doing this for 13 years, it really never happens the way exactly you think it's going to be hap it's going to happen. Um, and that there's, there's not a quick fix. This is a journey. Um, you know, and really I would tell anybody, Hey, If listening to this podcast is something that you can connect with first, um, then it's an honor. Uh, And I think being able to find a good community of guys that you can connect with is huge uh, to come up with the uh, ability to be vulnerable with what's going on with you. Uh, And I think the last thing is, is that for anybody listening to this, if you're struggling and you're thinking, Well, I'm really not doing that bad. I'm just going to keep this one pushed down. Um, I just want to encourage you that that one thing that you're keeping secret is probably the one thing that's keeping you from having your biggest breakthrough with healing and living your life to the fullest.
0: So good. So I... I hope everyone here subscribes, continues to follow you. I know I'll be tuning in. I'll be telling every guy that I know about your podcast. And I'm personally very inspired by what you're doing as someone whose father took his own life as well. I truly believe if he had had resources like this and someone that was putting a podcast out like this, putting information out like this, maybe it could have helped him. You never know what people are struggling with. So I'm very inspired by what you're doing. Just yeah. thank you so much for stepping out and pushing through the hurt and the pain of losing your brother and pushing to the other side of that to go make a difference with it. Yeah. Thank I you have so much. no doubt you will reach so many people.
1: All right. Thanks so much.